You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world, another time, in the age of wonder. There was once a dream, you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can find All it takes is faith and trust. Well, if it isn't the Star Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around. Grab your happiest thought and let's fly to Neverland with me, your host, Spider Pan Jeremy. And of course, we don't fly solo to Neverland because with us we have. Cue the music. Eric Warren. Yes, right. Lost Boy Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, I am doing great. How are things over there in Neverland today? My gosh, I am exhausted because <laughs> other than having, a, you know, it's Saturday night when we're recording. I have been running around all day from the zoo to swimming pools and everything. And in between, I'm pulling out my phone and looking at everything happening at the D23 Expo today. Because, oh, my goodness. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, I have been state hopping myself. And to see all of the news coming out just these past two days. And like you said, it's Saturday night for us. So who knows what's going to be announced uh, on Sunday at the D23 Expo. Well, I already know one thing I'm looking forward to on Sunday, and that is the announcement announcement of what they're calling the 13th Doctor in the Doctor Who series, but technically this should be the 14th because they, you know, John Hurt, although he was yeah. not in the name of the Doctor, he's the one who made Gallifrey apparently destroyed it, but now we have learned that he actually made it disappear, and so they gave him the title of Doctor at the end of a special episode, so to me, he is a Doctor, and so they're actually up to 14. He, he was the War Doctor. Right. So, uh, hopefully, before you hear the end of this episode, you'll hear me say who this actor is and tell you a little something about it. But since this is Saturday night that Eric and I are recording together, the announcement has not been made. But I plan to take take a look at it tomorrow. I don't know when Wimbledon is going to end tomorrow, so I don't know when the announcement's going to happen. If I get a chance, I will add it in before the end of the show. Otherwise, expect an article from me sometime before the end of the week. I will try to write something up on the Neverland uh, NeverlandPodcast.com uh, website where you go to news.neverlandpodcast.com or just go and click the link in the news section and I'll try to write something up. Either that or we'll just talk about it next week. Either way, there's that coming, but forget what's coming. We got a ton of stuff to talk about and our entire show is just going to be news and one trailer. So well, we better just get to it. All right.
spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, now, I have made a rather extensive list. <laughs> we'll try to follow and keep up with everything. Because, wow. So, uh, the first thing I wanted to get into, and this wasn't something they talked about at D23, but we uh, we talked about it uh, two, three weeks ago or something. Oh, well, and, and actually, it was addressed at D23. They've got a 50th anniversary uh, panel that was held today, hosted by Marty Sklar, in which they talked a little bit about this. But uh, you know, as uh, as we did discuss, uh, they are making some changes to Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida and California, and have already been completed in France. Yeah, this is an interesting thing: is they made the announcement that oh, we're going to do this in France, and then it's going to come over to the states. They had already been working on it. I'm sure in Paris they knew. But uh, I didn't hear anything about them having closed the ride in Paris. And then uh, there's video that popped up of some soft opening where I guess they had a little bit of a press opening. I've seen some video of going through the ride. And let's let's talk about the really awesome stuff. They did put Jack Sparrow in there, and it it seems like they kept it to a minimum, which is something I've complained about around here, that there's just too much Jack Sparrow. I've only seen Jack Sparrow pop up in two scenes. We got him in the barrel, and we also have his really cool scene where he's there kicking back in the chair and toasting his mail. Although it's all in French, so you can't really understand what he's saying. Uh, but then something, oh, a brand new, I, I love this thing. I wish it was here in the States. But we got a Barbosa animatronic. And you see him from one side, and it's human Barbosa. You go to another side, and the moonlight kind of seems to have changed. And you have more of a skeletal-looking Barbosa. And he leans out and swings his sword over the boat. <gasps> Whoa. So cool. <laughs> Oh, that that's definitely got to be cool to see. I know here in the States, we do have Barbosa uh, on the Wicked Wench, the pirate ship towards the beginning of both rides uh, that's uh, bombarding the fort. Uh, yeah. And he certainly gets to use all of his uh, pirate, pi- piratical language uh, <laughs> in, those, uh, in that scene. But uh, it certainly sounds like this is a definite step up from that. And then they take a step backward. Yes, as uh, we did discuss, uh, they are changing the auction scene um, that yeah. uh, you know has been discussed at length, and uh, you know it's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, here, here, so here's what we got. Let me lay this out for you. It looks like you still have some people kind of in the background that kind of look a little sullen. Maybe that's the people they stole these trinkets from. But you basically have a bunch of trinkets that are now for sale. And the redhead has a completely different costume. She's standing there making sure nobody steals the trinkets as they're auctioning off these trinkets for your gold. So you're using your treasure to get more treasure. When I thought what pirates did is use their treasure to get, I don't know, women and, and alcohol and things. And, you know, I don't get it. The scene makes no sense to me now. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all we Until can say about it. <laughs> we get a really come up with a final, final decision, but you know, it's still this. This is something that's been in place for fifty years. It was something that uh, Walt Disney had approved, and you know, maybe dead men have new tales to tell. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah, Boy Scouts of the Caribbean. <laughs> what? Okay, so can, we, can we talk about a place where you know there won't be too many Boy Scouts? Yes, there'll be quite a few scoundrels, villainy, and knaves, uh, and uh, you won't find a more wretched hive of scum or villainy. But it's somewhere on the galaxy's edge. 
Well, that's all we know of Star Wars Land. It's it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We have a name, and oh my gosh, did you see that model? Oh my goodness, that is. Well, I saw the model as they presented it, and then I saw a photoshopped image of the model filled with people, filled yes. to the brim with people. But oh my goodness, uh, this from what we've seen from D twenty three about this new land coming to both uh, Disneyland and to Hollywood Studios in Florida. Uh, just the information and the details. Um, the we, We've already <laughs> talked a little bit about how the Han Solo ride, you're going to get scored in a way, how you do on that ride. And if yeah. you bring the ship back in, uh, it's going to be great. If you damage the ship, the boss isn't going to be too happy. And the characters uh, living in that land are going to recognize that, and they're going to treat you differently according to the outcome of that ride. Yeah, it's got to have something to do with those RFID uh, wristbands now that they have where they can record stuff. So they can, they'll keep track of how well you fly the Millennium Falcon, and then everybody's going to know, oh my gosh, that's going to be so awesome. You know, and did you see that they've also got uh, one of the robots, or one of the droids, that is going to be uh, interacting with guests at the park? Now, I didn't see that. Yes, um, it's it's a it's a droid from the Star Wars universe that comes up, looks around, uh, it makes... It speaks in droidies, um, but it's a very interesting. It'll come up, it'll look you up and down, it'll interact with you a little bit. Just really, really neat. It just you know it keeps elevating the excitement that I have for this land. I heard some rumor they were gonna they were working on something similar to that old trash can character push. Uh, mm-hmm. Now is this is this like a BB-8 or is this R2D2? It's like the base of an R2 unit, but rather than the domed head or a, a, a conical head, I guess, um, it's like a uh, a disc on top of a stick that's coming up out of the uh, base of this droid. That is very so cool. a little bit different, not quite. You know, it, it's, it's part of what we've seen, basic droid shapes in the past, but um, also a little bit different. So. Yeah. Certainly, certainly uh, something new to look at. Yeah, and oh, I love uh, if you when you got to look at the entryway to the uh, Galaxy's Edge, it is blocked off from the rest of the park. So you are going to go through this tunnel and step into a galaxy far, far away completely. You're going to be completely immersed. You are no longer in whatever Disney park you started in. Just breathtakingly amazing. And looking at the model, the the detail of the like wear and tear. So it looks mm-hmm. very lived in, even in the model. The I used universe. Oh, yes. I uh, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I cannot wait until I can afford to take a trip when they have this completed. Although I may wait a couple years to so maybe a little bit of the, the craziness to die down so I can at least get in there, enjoy it, and don't not have a massive crowd. But uh, universe of Harry Potter, you have been served notice. Oh yes! <laughs> as much as I want, I want to go see the Harry Potter world. I think that looks fantastic. But now we got the new Star Wars universe that we can go and live and play in. Oh, oh yes! Oh, but that's not the only thing that's coming that's new tomorrow. No, no. Oh, and thank God they're not tearing anything down for this because there was rumors going around that they were going to tear down this, they were going to tear down that, and all these different things. They said they were going to get torn out. Nothing's getting torn down. There's plenty of room there in Orlando to build onto Tomorrowland and put that Tron roller coaster, light cycle roller coaster that everybody thought at Shanghai looked fantastic. It's coming! Oh my gosh. Yes. 
Yes. And uh, from the uh, artwork that they've uh, placed for it, they're actually going to be building it slightly outside of the Walt Disney World berm, much uh, the same way that Space Mountain there is. So um, mm-hmm. it'll looks like it'll go over the train tracks uh, a bit, but uh, it's definitely uh, leaving the... Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway intact. Yes, thank goodness, because that is a classic vintage ride, and you really shouldn't tear anything out. Oh, wait a minute, they are. Mm-hmm. Over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, I hope you've enjoyed the great movie ride every time you've ridden it and uh, got a chance to say goodbye, because, well, we're getting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, to replace it. Now, I've, you know, I've been hearing rumors about this for a long time, that uh, after TCM's sponsorship wrapped up, that there really wasn't going to be anything to keep it going because it's hard to keep the thing updated. with Because you've got already locked in a lot of old movies, and you mm-hmm. really didn't have room to put any you know slightly newer movies in there to really contain more than a certain era of film. And so I, I heard some stuff about they might have to do something with it. I just didn't know that they were going to wipe the entire thing away and put in a Mickey Mouse ride that unfortunately... Unfortunately, not based off classic Mickey, but on these newer Mickey Mouse cartoons, which are pretty good, but just don't have that same classic feel. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel about this, because I'm sure it'll be a, a fun ride. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the even, even with uh, Pandora having opened up, the Imagineers really have not disappointed us with any of the projects that they've been working on. You know, personally, I'm a, a little sad about this, because I never had the opportunity to go to... Uh, uh, the great movie ride, much less Walt Disney World at all. And <laughs> yeah. I know that, you know, it's got that uh, Wicked Witch animatronic that's been top of the line. And I know oh, that yeah. the uh, Indiana Jones section is just absolutely spectacular uh, for that ride. But, um, you know, it's, you know, this has been the signature attraction for that park. And, you know, little bits and pieces have been going away. You know, they've lost their tours and they lost the streets of New York. Um, so, you know, as they're reconfiguring and reimagining what Hollywood Studios is going to be in the future, this is going to be the centerpiece of that change. Yeah, and especially as the centerpiece of the park, it was in the Grauman's Chinese Theater replica. But uh, I, I don't know if that means they're going to redo the theater or what, but I haven't heard anything about redoing it. But I kind of wonder because it's, it's, it seemed to me it made sense that you'd go into that theater building and there was a lot of... Uh, um, Props from a lot of different films. Mm-hmm. There was there was some stuff, some costumes from the, the Narnia films that I saw in there, and I think they've been changing stuff out all the time. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with the interior if they're just going to change everything, keep it as the Chinese theater. Uh, and right, I mean, because right now they're doing projections still on that theater, so I, my thought would be it's still going to be there. It just won't mm-hmm. have the same meaning to go inside, and now there's going to be Mickey and Minnie doing a thing. Uh, but right. you, you've got until August 13th, so I mean, if you want to make that trip, you've got. To uh, about a little less than a month to, to get out here yeah. and check it out. That's true. So uh, you're going to have to just uh, be very, very quick about it, and it's going to mm-hmm. be shut down. Well, you know, but that you know, but uh, the addition of Star Wars and Galaxy's Edge, and the uh, alteration here to uh, the Chinese Theater there at Hollywood Studios are not the only changes that are coming to that park. Uh, Toy Story Land is also on the way, and that uh, was announced that it's going to be opening in summer of 2018. Yes, next summer. All right. That's going up fast. I mean, I, yeah. you expect something like this to take a very, very long time. Uh, and this is, um, I think this is what they tore down part of uh, the stunt spectacular, or is that where some of the Star Wars <laughs> land has been going? But it's some of that, uh, that area over there. 
Yeah, I think this was part of the streets of New York area. Yeah, I mean the whole whole back area seems to be being completely altered. Which you know, I'm excited for Star Wars, Star Star Wars, of course. But also, I meant to say Toy Story in that sentence. But I'm excited mm-hmm. for Toy Story Land. I would like to check it out. I love the Toy Story films. I think this would be very cool as long as mm-hmm. the Muppets get to stay in their place. You know, I'll be happy because mm-hmm. I love the Muppet Theater over there. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we, we do know that uh, this is going to be very similar to the Toy Story Land that is already in place at the Disney Studios Park in uh, in Paris. Yeah. Because uh, we do know that they've got the Slinky Dog Ride, but uh, this is also going to have uh, uh, a, the Alien Swirling Saucers, which is going to be designed as a toy playset that Andy got from Pizza Planet. Huh. It, in here, you're going to have aliens that are flying around in their toy flying saucers, and they're trying to capture your rocket with the claw. <laughs> That's fun. I like it. I want to check it out. <laughs> so, yeah, that, next summer, maybe I can get my trip out there next summer. We'll get out there. Uh, but there's some changes going on over in California that I want to jump into. Uh, oh, yes. Paradise Pier, which... I, to me, when I, when I've heard of Disney's California Adventure, that's the image I see is Paradise Pier with the big Ferris wheel and Mickey's head. Uh, it's this. I mean, this could be very very cool, uh, but it's becoming Pixar Pier, uh, and it's it's actually going to kick off with a very very neat. Uh, I'm looking where I, I was seeing this article before, but a very neat kind of a like a Pixar mania celebration is going to happen, uh, which is going to be the beginning. And this is happening actually very, very soon. Uh, but it's let's see here. What was all the stuff I saw? But um, yeah, it's coming out actually in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be a limited time celebration that's going to happen in the Disneyland Resort called Pixar Fest. And then that will be the beginning. uh there's uh, there's going to be new fireworks. There's going to be a, a new Pixar play parade. Uh, but Disney's California Adventure is going to get paint the night as well. Uh, so I, I guess the Pixar play parade will be the big nighttime spectacular going on in Disneyland while the paint With- the night has gone over. Mm-hmm. And then and- this is actually the beginning of the Pixar Pier becoming the new permanent residence in the uh, Paradise Pier area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, from the concept art that they've... Uh- shown here you can see that you know at least one of the areas is going to be changed to or one of the stores is going to be now called bing bong's confectionery (laughs) so a sweet shop in there and they've also got this uh looks like they'll be building a vaudeville theater there called the pixar pals theater where you can go in and you know who knows what's going to be there i don't know if this is just going to be a place to preview upcoming pixar films or you know i think the last thing that California Adventure really needs is another attraction that shows previews. Maybe, yeah. Or shows 3D films, but you know, it'll just be interesting to see you know, where that concept goes. Now, the Pixar uh, Play Parade has been playing for quite some time at California Adventure. In fact, I remember the first, the first time I saw it, my oldest daughter was a single child. <laughs> wow. So it, it's certainly been there for quite some time. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see them take it over to Disneyland. I'm, you know, a, a, a little kind of wondering, you know, what the impetus here is in doing that and in bringing Paint the Night over to California Adventure. I think Paint the Night is much better themed to Disneyland. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, 
we, you know, they did say that there may be some uh, new floats, or at least one new float added to Paint the Night when it comes over to California Adventure. And Perhaps something picks up. <laughs> Perhaps. And it certainly does look that... Uh, with uh, moving Pixar Play Parade over to Disneyland and uh, with the fireworks and everything going on, that there may be some new projections involved with that as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with us. Yep, yeah, one thing's for sure. Yeah, I, I wonder if Disney California Adventure isn't going to get renamed because all the bits that were California seem to be slowly going away. Because uh, this is something we're going to talk about later, but there, there's more Marvel coming. It's been confirmed. We, we kind of have suspected that with Guardians of the Galaxy kind of being t- taken over the old Tower of Terror, and it's been a very successful change, apparently. Uh, people mm-hmm. are really enjoying it. I've heard it's also a little easier. The drops are not so hard. It's more about pushing you into the air than pushing you down now uh, so it's been a little easier on people who've been you know a little terrified to ride it so you could probably get people on it that were not going to before uh, but we, we did hear that spider-man and the avengers are definitely coming into the area so i mean california adventure is is becoming more of um marvel pixar you know kind of that sort of area because and i and i even wonder with paradise pier going away isn't that also i mean you've got california screaming over there isn't that also where the silly not silly symphony is that the word i'm looking for yeah i guess yeah, so. silly symphony swings are part of the pier yeah and it isn't the they're like a goofy's barnstorming type of ride uh, over uh, there goofy's flight school yeah so i i don't know if any of that I mean, is that going to get some of that mm-hmm. going to get rethemed or taken out, or is that going to be? To be honest, I don't see them retheming or taking those out. Um, the the area of where uh, the where I think that they're looking and concentrating on making these changes is the same area where Toy Story Midway Mania is located. So it's more extending that theme along that section of the park, but I don't think it's going to completely take over the full. Um, Paradise Pier area. Um, it's just going to be a, like a branch off, you think, then? Oh, and, and not even a branch off, more just a retheming of a section uh, of that area. Okay. Yeah, so you got a better lay of the land of that over there than I have since you're there more often than I am because I've been there. Because <laughs> the, the entire Paradise Bay area uh, basically it, it encompasses most of the exterior of the lake that they have at California Adventure. And you've got the the specific pier area, which uh, comprises California Screamin', uh, Toy Story Midway Mania, and Mickey's Flying Wheel of Death. I mean, uh, Mickey's Fun <laughs> Film. Um, <laughs> got a good story behind that. <laughs> oh my. But, uh, I wish we had time uh, for it now, but we got so much to cover. <laughs> uh, but, you know, then again, Paint the Night is going to fit in somewhat with this because this is also the area where World of Color takes place as well. Yeah. And so. Color from Paint the Night, color from World of Color. It does fit. Yeah, and uh, I could see them, you know, getting that timed out right to where Paint the Night comes through, Paint the Night finishes, bam, World of Color starts up. Because mm-hmm. that would be similar to how what a parade would go, and then wham, here come the fireworks. Yep. So, you know, but going back to what you were saying about California not really being the theme, you know, it, it still kind of keeps it in the midway and pure theme. But I think definitely with the addition of Marvel mm-hmm. uh, coming into the Hollywood Studios area, um, you know, again, from what I've heard, it seems like part of the area is going to be like Marvel Studios in Hollywood moving into Marvel Studio Marvel 
or the world of Marvel all around us. So it'll be interesting to see what direction they go, and maybe this will no longer be a California adventure, but more of a Disney Adventures park. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We're going with it's just just going to be about adventures, uh, and and, and, yeah. may, and maybe they'll have magazines with uh, celebrities and Disney characters uh, every so often. Disney Adventures magazine. Yeah. And I would actually <laughs> like them to see, you know, because where was it Hong Kong that they built that very cool Iron Man ride? Yes. I would like to see that brought over into the States because apparently in, out in California, they don't have to worry about Universal. They can build whatever Marvel stuff they want over there. Uh, so I would actually like to see them put that in and maybe even something with Spider-Man that can uh, take a little bit of the thunder away from the East Coast having that really cool Spider-Man ride. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see what Disney could do with Spider-Man to make a very cool ride, although I'm sure it'll be based more around the Homecoming film instead of uh, some good Spider-Man stuff. But yeah, I already already had my fuss fest about that last week, so we won't get into that. <laughs> well, I, I I trust in the Imagineers to do a good job. Yeah, with I'm sure they can they make something do. that'll be awesome. I would love to to have a ride that maybe gives you the feeling of web slinging, you know, mm-hmm. to just well, take how- you soaring through New York, one like loops and oh, you could get a little seasick, but I would love it. <laughs> well, how would you feel just about getting out of this world? And going to space? Well, first, uh, I actually, I'm, I'm looking at this right now. It's the next thing on my list. Before we go out of this world, on Main Street USA in Orlando, they're building a new theater. Yeah, yeah. And this actually has some ties to your neck of the woods. Yes. The Willis Wood Theater that originally was in Kansas City, Missouri. It has since, unfortunately, been demolished. It used to sit around around the corner of 11th Street and Baltimore Avenue, which I'm there frequently because, uh, you know, being an Uber driver, I go there a lot. There's, I think, some hotels in the area, and I have never seen anything that looked like this building there because it's unfortunately gone. But it was actually opened on August 25th in 1902, and uh, it was extravagant. I mean, this, uh, it was, I guess, after there was the Coats Opera House was there. It was kind of went through a fire. They built up this, uh, and you know, there's a lot of history. I did find a, a website uh, called cinematreasures.org, and it mentions a lot of stuff. It's got a heck of a lot of story, which I would go and read this whole thing to you. But <laughs> we we got so much to cover. But uh, unfortunately, the Willis Wood Theater was also virtually destroyed by a fire, and all that was remained of was the exterior walls back in January of 1917, and so. <laughs> The, the shell of it actually just stood around for about a year, and then it was raised, and now the 20-story Kansas City Athletic Club building had, was put in its place, which is actually, at the time, was the tallest structure. Uh, and it is currently known as the Mark Twain Tower. Now, I think I may have seen this, because we do have a building I have seen, that there's a little statue of Mark Twain out in front. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, I haven't looked exactly what street I was on when I've seen this Mark Twain statue, but I bet that's where it is. Uh, so, But the outer design was very extravagant with these really neat pillars, and it'll be a beautiful addition to Main Street USA. Now, I'm not 100% sure, though, what they're doing with this theater they're building there on Main Street. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they had mentioned that uh, in California they have the Hyperion Theater where they are currently showing a Broadway caliber musical of Frozen. Um, and previously they had had Aladdin playing there. So the in- implication is that this is going to be a similar type of venue. So this, this is going to be really cool. I don't know how long it'll take them to build this up, and I'm not exactly sure where on Main Street it's going. But th- it's going to look really cool when it's done. Oh, yes. We can at least say that much. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, perhaps you'd like to get a look from the sky of this whole thing? Maybe look oh, at yes. it from above? There's a new Skyliner yes. coming. <laughs> oh, yes. Which is um, really and- cool. Yes, um, you know I've we've been hearing rumors for a while now of uh, these Skyliners coming to uh, connect different parks and resorts at Walt Disney World, and um, these really are going to give you a bird's eye view of the resort. Yeah, um, it's basically you know really expanding the uh, Skyway buckets that at one time were at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I think with the newer technology we have, they can make them a lot more uh, sturdy and a lot safer to go some long distance in these gondolas, because you're going to have some Disney character stuff uh, inside these gondolas. And they have a few samples of uh, uh, a well, let's say the modern cartoons Mickey and Minnie that kind of tries to mirror the vintage. Then we have more of the theme park style Mickey and Minnie. There's an image of Donald and Goofy. And we also have the hitchhiking ghosts picture yes i would love to ride with the hitchhiking ghosts (laughs) i i would too so it's really amazing uh to see what they're going to be doing with these gondolas and what other characters we're going to be surprised with yep there's definitely one character you can ride with uh there's going to be a new point to point transportation with these little mini mouse painted vehicles Minivans. Yeah, they're well. I, I can't tell. This is looks sort of like an SUV. This picture. I wouldn't call it a van, but that's still funny. Okay, points for you for a minivan. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is very interesting that they're creating these point-to-point transportation service because I'm pretty sure you can just call for a car to just take you wherever you want to go instead of waiting for a bus. I think this may be in response to Uber. Right. And, and and ride sharing services of that sort because, you know, as a guest, I know I if I wanted to spend a day, I wanted to go to maybe Universal, but I wanted to stay at a Disney resort, I'd probably call for an Uber to take me over to Universal or something. Uh, or if I wanted to go, I didn't feel like waiting on a bus and I wanted to go out to, uh, say, Disney Springs, you know, I might have called an Uber. But now Disney is providing a service, and I haven't seen anything about this being an extra fee. It looks like this is a service provided just like when you go down there from the airport they have a bus down there that will take you to whatever resort you're staying at and there's also a bus that will pick you up from the resort and take you back to the airport i figure it'll work the same way it's like now they have these cars on call for you to just take you wherever you want on property and you don't have to pay that extra fee actually i've got a feeling that they're going to find a very uh very quickly that they will find a fee that people will pay for this rather than having to use regular resort transportation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It would be really yeah. nice, though, if they didn't put a fee on there. Maybe they'd just make it part of staying at the resort. But, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a fee later. But right now, I haven't found anything about any extra fees. So we're just going to hope that they provide this. Because if they put a fee, I'm going to start comparing what they're going to charge compared to what an Uber ride is going to charge. And, then, you know, right. if really, if you want to be able to push Uber out of the area because you think you could do better, you're going to not charge for your ride service. Because then everybody's going to say, like, let's see, go for free with a Disney provided mini car, haha, mini Cooper, uh, <laughs> whatever, or pay, you know, $20, $30 for an Uber. Well, why, why pay 20 or $30 for an Uber when you can pay 15 for <laughs> the Disney too. version? Yeah, it, it all just depends because <laughs> Uber depends upon you know, surges. And like here in Missouri, I, I it's about like a dollar a mile 
that you end up paying for Uber. So it's really it's really cheaper than a taxi service. Uh, but you know, being that that's more of a high traffic area, I bet the Uber drivers around there can make a killing running people around those resorts. Oh and yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. they're going to be mad as heck when this starts. I'll, I'll bet they will. But uh, you know, these minivans aren't the only, and the gondolas aren't the only new forms of transportation coming to Disney. What else have we got? Cruise liners. We have three <laughs> brand new cruise liners. Yeah, I'm looking this, at our list. I guess we already talked about a Marvel area coming, so we're ready to talk yeah. about the cruise liners already. Wow. <laughs> we're moving so, along pretty quick. Oh, look at yeah. us, look at us well, go. <laughs> well, and Disney's already got their, you know, a fleet of four cruise ships, and they're adding another three, so expanding to seven. This is absolutely incredible. Yeah, you know, I, I have never thought of taking a cruise. I have thought, uh, and I, I haven't talked to Tracy and Scott uh, Morris about this, but they've taken so many Disney cruises. They're the hosts of Disney Indiana, which if you're not listening, you should. Uh, they've taken a lot of cruises. I've been thinking about talking to them and see if they'd like to come on this show and talk about uh, taking a cruise and how to get the most out of your cruise trip or and maybe uh, the best, you know, to save some money to go, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh, I've, I've had that idea in my head because, I mean, the cruise line being expanded, and I know a lot of people enjoy taking cruises. I've never been on any cruise, but if I ever did, I'd want to take a Disney cruise. And so I'm sure there's probably lots of good ways to go some people who have done it before to get the most out of your trip. And so that will be upcoming at some point. I, I've been planning that in my head. I just haven't gotten around to do it. And there's been always so much stuff going on. So mm-hmm. well, just to throw that they, out there. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, what they did announce about these cruise ships, though, is that they are going to be uh, completed in 2021. 2022 and 2023. However, they have not yet released what the names, uh, the design plans, or the itineraries that these ships are going to have. Now, based upon the ships that they already have in their fleet, we do know that these are going to have uh, each ship will have its own unique theme. Oh, yeah. um, And experiences. So, uh, probably all different sizes. Oh, which possibly could happen. Uh, we do know that the last two ships that were released were certainly larger than the original yeah. two ships. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what these three ships do uh, as far as impacting the rest of the fleet. Now, we do know as well that the ships are going to be powered by clean-burning liquefied natural gas. Um and they're each going to be about the same size, about 135,000 gross tons and about 12, uh, or I'm sorry, 1,250 staterooms planned, which actually, you know, according to the article I'm reading here, is telling us that it is slightly larger than the dream and the fantasy. Wow. And now, as long as some idiot doesn't go through and say God himself could not sink one of these ships, we're going to be okay. <laughs> Definitely. We don't want to go that direction. <laughs> some of you got that joke, and some of you are saying, what? So, yeah. <laughs> but maybe maybe if uh, cruising the ocean blue isn't your thing, perhaps, as you were saying earlier, you'd like to go to space. Yeah. Go to Epcot. Okay, because you've already got the, the Mission Space attraction right there, which is really, really fun. Uh, I, I, whether you do red or green, I, I did the red or is it orange? I don't know. I did the orange. intense version. And it, I, it, it was a trip because it does make your body feel a lot of weird things. But I think you're meant to because it does heighten your experience. Uh, but however you've done that, right near there, there's going to be a brand new dining experience where it, you're going to be basically 
it's it's of course all in your imagination but you know disney can make your imagination seem completely real but it's Mm going to be as if you're looking at earth from space in this restaurant complete with a skywalking astronaut outside the window how cool is this Oh, absolutely cool. Because, <laughs> you know, not everybody's ever going to get the good chance to go to space, but now you can feel like you're in space. It'd be kind of neat if they could do something with the the interior of it to make it feel like gravity's a little light or something, too. I don't know, but of course, that mm-hmm. might be a little weird to eat. You know, if you felt like you had low gravity and you were trying to eat, it might do weird things to your tummy. But... <laughs> Just the look at this picture is just so cool. It looks like something a cross between Star- Tron and Star Trek. Mm-hmm. This is so cool. I don't know what sort of food we're going to have here. I, I haven't seen anything that said anything about it. But it's going to be owned and operated. Well, not owned, but operated by the Patina Restaurant Group. Uh, they actually have done several other restaurants in Walt Disney World, including the Tutu Italiana and Via Napoli at Epcot and the Morabonto Asia. And uh, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about Via Napoli and Epcot. I've never oh, eaten yeah. there, but I hear people love it. And I think I've even heard some really nice things at Morimoto. So... It sounds really good. Uh, I, I, I hope I get a chance to check it out very, very soon. Uh, I don't know, though, when it's opening. I didn't see any sort of a date. Uh, I, so I have no idea when this is coming. But it's coming soon. So, uh, so we can definitely expect it within about five years, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. I don't think it'll take too long to build a, a restaurant. And they might even have some of the structure already there. They just need to uh, go with it. But if mm-hmm. maybe maybe you were feeling like a little bit of French food, but I think this is going to be a ride. Also in Epcot, Ratatouille is coming. Yes, they're actually bringing the Ratatouille ride from Disneyland Paris to Epcot's French Pavilion. And it wouldn't surprise me to find out if, because there's a little restaurant, I believe, also in Paris, isn't there? Le Cellier. Yeah, that kind of fits in there, and so Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be surprised. I think even at one point uh, when the film came out, they had like a little kind of animatronic Remy that the the waiters could go around and had him in a little... uh, uh, like domed dish kind of thing, you know, like you'd see in a restaurant, mm-hmm. they'd pop it up and Remy would be in there. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe something like that kind of bring it into the area. But yes, we're going to get a Ratatouille ride. Uh, and I, I don't know much about the Paris version of this ride at all, but that's what's coming. Well, it's, it's, well, as you played the Spider Man uh, attraction from uh, Universal Florida, it's very similar in concept. You're in a vehicle, which is a mouse. Uh, scurrying along the kitchen floor. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure there's so some with, adventures that uh-huh. will ensue from that point. Yep. With a 3G projection screen all around you uh, as you move from point to point. Yep. And uh, one another thing coming into Epcot is I heard, I've been hearing the rumor about this, and I guess we've got confirmation now that the universe of oh, energy... You heard, you, heard, you, you heard this rumor too? I had heard that Star-Lord had visited Epcot as a kid. You didn't hear that? No. Well, okay, I see this, though. Epcot is becoming part of the story as Peter Quill enjoyed visiting the park when he was a kid on Terra slash Earth. Yeah. Because Universe of Energy is going away. That's what I've been hearing is because everybody just used that that thing as a nap anyway. So August 13th well, will be the end of it. Hmm? I was just going to say it's all stupid Judy's fault. Sure. <laughs> I've never gotten on the thing, but I've heard the audio. I don't know a whole lot about it other than it's uh, it's Bill Nye, the science guy, and Ellen DeGeneres. And mm-hmm. she blames and Judy. Judy. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Judy wins the game. So I guess Ellen was – well, Ellen gets smarter by the end and learns a little yes. bit of the stuff. So, But we're taking uh, this out and putting in some sort of Guardians of the Galaxy 
ride. Uh, I I don't I have not seen anything specific about it. I mean I don't I don't suppose it's going to be like a new Tower of Terror because you've got the the Twilight Zone one still there. So right. No, this, this could be a whole new experience. Yeah, I mean they've got the uh, what looks like the Novacore symbol outside of the building, mm-hmm. and then inside um, it shows people standing around looking at uh, Groot and Rocket up on a platform next to the Milano. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I don't know if you're supposed to be maybe somewhere on nowhere. Uh, I, I really don't know. We just see a little bit of a an arc thing, and it's it's not telling us a whole lot. It's so. going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, uh, we were talking about Circle Vision uh, two, three weeks ago. China's mm-hmm. getting a new seamless Circle Vision film. Yeah, and this is exciting because it's seamless. Um, the the Circle Vision films that have been uh, playing, um, the cameras are each focused on its own separate screen, but there's still a seam between between all nine of the uh, gap between each of the screens so this will definitely be interesting and certainly uh, if it's a a new circle vision film with this uh, updated technology it's really going to be yeah I'm sure it's going to be 4k and everything involved with what current technology can provide Um, you know we've certainly seen improvements uh, in you know, these type of theater shows with everything that has come with the new updates to Soarin' Around the World. So to see that type of uh, film in this uh, 360 Circle Vision experience is going to be a nice update. Oh, yeah. So, And I've, I've never gotten to see a Circle Vision thing, so this this is exciting to me. I'd, want, I'd like to check it out, but I think I'm definitely going to have to agree with people who say to hold on to those little uh, safety bars so you don't lose your sense of where the heck you actually are. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of get the feeling that I would probably like, ooh, head on a swivel and boom, Jeremy hits the floor. <laughs> but that's okay because if I bump my head hard enough, maybe I can get taken to Paris so I can stay at the new Marvel Hotel. Maybe. Holy cow. Uh, art of Marvel. And there's only some concept art that I have seen so far, but this is coming as a resort in Disneyland Paris. Uh, we see some images here where you've got some of the Iron Man armor, armors, uh, Loki's staff, Thor's hammer, Cap's shield. There's some artwork showing, you know, some drawings of Spider-Man. Uh, reminds me a lot of the uh, the art of Disney Resort there, where your 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 rooms are themed to like different Disney films and stuff like that. Uh, but it's Marvel, and I hope they build something like this over in the States, but I guess we'll just have to satisfy ourselves with a Star Wars-themed resort. Yes. Which I didn't put on our list, but I remember seeing it. Oh, here it is. Maybe Did we mention this before? Actually, uh, I know it was towards the top of our list, and we kind of skipped over we, it. We must have dodged it. We, there, I had so much Star Wars stuff, but oh my gosh, a Star Wars-inspired theme resort at Walt Disney World. And I'll bet this will be the most expensive resort <laughs> in the entire area. As much as I would want to stay there, I probably would never afford it because it's not going to be those one of those discount ones like the um, the contemporary or not the contemporary. Where was I played Pop Century? That's where mm-hmm. I stayed, and it was just a very basic hotel. It was really very cool, but mm-hmm. uh, this is so much cooler. Yeah, it's like you're looking out, you're on a space station uh, in your room. You've got a window out on the galaxy. Oh, totally 100% immersive, they say. 
Or if you head in, you know, you might see a Mon Calamari, you know, directing people and warning you about traps. And while you're hanging out at the resort, look at this. Bob Iger says, it's unlike anything that exists today. From the second you arrive, you will become a part of a Star Wars story. You'll immediately become a citizen of the galaxy and experience all that entails, including dressing up in the proper attire. Once oh, wow. you leave Earth, you will discover a starship alive with characters, stories, and adventures that unfold all around you. It is 100% immersive, and the story will touch every single minute of your day, and it will culminate in a unique journey for every person who visits. Can you say LARP? LARP? Yeah, I can say it. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, if you're staying at this resort, you might just want to take an extra day of vacation to just experience the resort and not go to the parks or anything. Mm-hmm. And just because there's all the stories and characters and things going on that you can interact with, I'm definitely sticking around to check it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and you know, And even in the concept art that they're sharing here, you can see battles going on yeah. outside of the ship. So, you know, you could be chatting it up with, you know, uh, Harris and Dula, or uh, you can have, like I said, you can have, you know, the different Mon Calamari commanders telling you that it's a trap. Oh, man. You can have BB-8 giving you special instructions or R2-D2 leading you to, you know, find a place to, you know, perhaps record a special message for a secret mission. And you know what would just make it for me? Going up to a door and having it slide open for me automatically. Oh, yes. Or I guess you... Well, Star Trek is automatic. Star Wars, they usually hit a button and the door slides away. Slides right. open. If they set the doors up like that, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> oh, so very cool. And they got to serve me some blue milk for breakfast. That they do. Pour that it on do. my cereal, brother. I am there. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am so down. I need to I need to inherit a lot of money so I can go and do this stuff. <laughs> because wow, I want to go stay at the Star Wars Resort and see the Edge of Galaxy. <sighs> or Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, Galaxy's yes, Edge. Galaxy's oh, wow. Edge. Oh. No more calling it Star Wars Land. Oh. And if that, if that's not enough, if you really want to get that really living breathing Star Wars experience, Lenovo, who actually, uh, the, I have my one of my monitors, or is it my, no, I guess my computer that I have in here. That's why I get a Lenovo thing. But I think I got a Lenovo monitor over on my Mac over there. But I've got a Lenovo computer. Uh, they actually are working, uh, where do I put it? There it is. A, well, it's hard to explain this, but it's a virtual reality thing. And you've got this lightsaber hilt you get to hold. And apparently you've got... And what I'm seeing is some pictures of Luke Skywalker from the film where he's doing the, um, you know, he's got the training module there and he's kind of, you know, so maybe it's going to be something like that. Uh, but you're getting to play as a Jedi with an actual lightsaber in your hands and you have these virtual reality goggles. And there's apparently also there's a hollow chess that you're going to be able to play. Just better look to the Wookiee win, I'm pretty sure, because, <laughs> you know, a virtual Wookiee may still rip your virtual arm off. But... Holy cow, but it's something that's called Jedi Challenges that Lenovo has, has. I don't know when they're releasing this thing. There is a video you can find on YouTube. Just look for Star Wars Jedi Challenges Sneak Peek. Uh, apparently, they just announced this at D23. I had no idea something like this was coming, but uh, if I could afford it, I'd buy it. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and something like this has been uh, around for a short time. Our friends uh, Richard and Sarah Woloski from Skywalking Through Neverland uh, recently shared an experience that they had with her parents uh, being able to use a virtual reality headset and uh, doing a Jedi training mission with uh, Han Solo dropping you off on Tatooine. Oh my goodness. And so I think this is the next step or extension uh, of that experience. Yeah, I, 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 I think I need to get myself a virtual thing to use with my phone sometime. I really kind of mm-hmm. want, they have, they have new Viewmasters that you can use with your phone. And oh, they yeah. have stories like Batman from the, like Batman the Animated Series. And they even have an old Masters in the Universe thing. And these are interactive games now. And, and so you get to be part of the story with these new Viewmasters. And I'm kind of excited. I mean, this is like the second coming of virtual reality stuff. But now it's so much better, apparently. Because mm-hmm. I remember at Worlds of Fun, a local theme park, they had a virtual reality thing that you could pay to play. And you basically had a headset that was, you were playing Doom and you had your controllers in your hand, but you could turn your head to look different directions. But it wasn't very realistic, but it was kind of neat. You were playing a first-person shooter with a headset on. And mm-hmm. it was neat, but the stuff that it seems that you can do now with the technology, I, I, wow. Well, and the article said you'll be using your own smartphone to do this. So it's just a matter of getting the, you you may not even need their specific headset, but uh, I'm sure that they'll have a Bluetooth uh, available uh, lightsaber uh, that anyone can use. And that's the part you're really going to want is this like realistic looking lightsaber hilt to hold. Just try not. Oh yeah, just just try not to 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 just try not to allow yourself to go. <laughs> oh, you know you're gonna do it. <laughs> uh, well, let's take a quick moment. I have three bits of audio that I have collected. Well, I guess two bits of audio. One thing we listened to and watched, and really the audio wouldn't be very good. But I do have a couple of audio clips I want to share real quick. Spider Man. There's a game coming in 2018, and there is a little bit of a sort of a behind the scenes, a little bit of conversation with some of the the developers over at Insomnia about the game. So uh, let's take a quick listen to that. The greatest thing about working on a Spider-Man game is that you're working on a Spider-Man game. The hardest thing is that it's a Spider-Man game. We really care about storytelling here at Insomniac. And I think that's how we go into every day we come here. There's this push to really get it right. One of the most compelling things uh, about Spider-Man is just when Peter Parker and Spider-Man's worlds collide. And we've tried really hard to weave the two stories together to create a story that is not necessarily just a superhero story, but a human story as well. So this Spider-Man is a little different. He's older, he's 23, so he's been Spider-Man for eight years. and kind of like an athlete in the prime of his career, he's starting to get good at the Spider-Man thing. The nice thing about playing an experienced Spider-Man is that he's already familiar with his powers, right? He's not just discovering them. We always think of Spider-Man as we call him the acrobatic improviser. He's looking for not only how he can take advantage of the way the enemies are positioned, but what around him. Could he use this object to grab with his webs and throw at an enemy? We want people to not only see the enemies in front of them, but the environment around to take advantage of both of them. He also knows that the criminals out in the city know how he works as well, so um, he's got to mix it up. So even though he is more experienced, the challenges are going to be bigger than he's ever faced before. Spider-Man has a rich history of having great stories. The core of our story is this duality between being Peter Parker and being Spider-Man. 
What's cool about Mr. Negative is that he also has a duality. He's got his positive side as Martin Lee, who runs the homeless shelters in the city, but he also has his negative side. When Peter makes the connection that the leader of the inner demons is the guy who my aunt works for, we got the perfect collision of those two worlds. So many people have their own vision of what Spider-Man should look like, what he should sound like, and in the end, we just have to put a new and fresh twist on who he is. And for us, it's really, really important to deliver those big spectacle moments, those near-impossible scenarios that only someone like Spider-Man can survive, and put you in that action. We understand what this character means to people in here, and we're making this game with a lot of heart, and we're going to do whatever it takes to give people the ultimate Spider-Man experience, the game that they've been waiting for. Also, something else from D23, you know they inducted all their Disney legends. We've mm-hmm. already previously mentioned everybody who's being inducted, but uh, I wanted to actually share Stan Lee's speech because he shared some touching stuff, I thought, about how he was inspired by Walt Disney, and I really enjoyed it, so I wanted to share his speech of when he came out to receive his award. prolific and enduring comic creators of all time. Over the course of seven decades, Stan has helped create a universe of compelling characters, forming an endless all-star roster of heroes and villains. Fate came calling, and in the early 60s, Lee was called upon by his boss to create a series for Marvel Comics. I was always wanting to quit the comics at some point or other. I said to him, why don't you create characters that you like? The worst that will happen is you'll get fired and you want to quit anyway. So get it out of your system. And that to me was a real epiphany. Lee did away with some of the usual comic conventions, creating a more realistic and relatable slate of superheroes. Stan teamed up with Jack Kirby to create the Fantastic Four in 1961. An explosion of new titles followed as Stan co-created an enormous roster of Marvel characters like the Amazing Spider-Man. Peter Parker came from an effort of my part, knowing how I hate teenage sidekicks. I said, what? why not have a teenager who's a hero? Stan gave his heroes real-world problems and human failings, firmly establishing the approach to storytelling Marvel would make forever famous. We have the juxtaposition of the bigger-than-life problems, I say, and the very simple home life and family life that these characters have. Stan became Marvel's editorial director and publisher in 1972, and eventually was named Chairman Emeritus. In addition to publishing, Stan has appeared in some of the most popular films of all time, based on his work. I am so fired. He's appeared in nearly every Marvel film project. I don't consider them cameos anymore. I consider them supporting roles. <laughs> These cameos include Disney's animated feature, Big Hero 6. Awesome. Television shows such as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, animated programs like Phineas and Ferb, and Disney XD's Ultimate Spider-Man. Outside the superhero realm, he even pops up as a wedding guest in Disney's The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. <laughs> I'd do better if you and I get married. <laughs> 
wanted to write, and I've written. I want to do more of everything I'm doing. Excelsior! Stanley, who for seven decades has been so prolific, creating thousands of characters and countless stories. In the process, he's become a cultural icon. His countless fans see him as a beloved character, as you just saw in so many different Marvel movies. He's actually got some superpowers as well, but somewhat limitless in their nature. Certainly, his imagination is limitless, and he also has an unbelievable sense of fun. There is a twinkle in that guy's eye. 24 hours a day. He's had a tremendous impact on the publishing world, but his influence goes so much further. Everything Marvel is today, including multiple TV series and an incredibly successful movie studio, is rooted in the work of Stan Lee and his co-creators. And so for all those reasons, we're proud to name Stan Lee a Disney legend for such an extraordinary career and so many great contributions. Ladies and gentlemen, Disney legend, Stan Lee. <laughs>
And now something we I, we tried to find some good audio for, but it's the one whenever they were talking, it was in Japanese. But we got a release date for Kingdom Hearts three. It's coming in twenty eighteen. Yay! I still haven't played the first two. I need I need to play them. But and look, oh my gosh, we got to watch this video. And at one point, they're all speaking Japanese and they had subtitles. But your, your main character, Mickey and Donald, or not Mickey and Donald, but Donald and Goofy, all show up. You know, they're, they're, they've become toys and they're down on the floor and they're in Andy's bedroom. And the Toy Story characters come out and say that their friends are missing because these heartless characters have shown up. And oh my gosh, it looks like you just stepped right into a Pixar film. Yes, yes. <sighs> Absolutely amazing! The I am that totally these down for backgrounds this. Backgrounds are put together, and they look wow. I just, I, 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 I don't have words. If they had actually paid uh, um, Tom um, Hanks and and uh, uh, my brain's gone out the window. It's late for me. Uh, and Tim Allen, if they got Tom Hanks and Tim Allen to come and voice Buzz and Woody for this thing, and brought all the other voices in, uh, I, I'm I'm totally there. Well, Tom oh. Hanks generally does not do his uh, audio for peripheral things, but his brother uh, actually does. That's true, and he does sound a lot like him, but I, oh golly, I would love for Tom Hanks to just, just this once, just this once, let him see some of this footage, and maybe, <laughs> just maybe, he would do it. Because, wow. Well, we can hope. We can hope. And speaking of hope, there's a new hope for... Well, before there was a new hope for the galaxy, Han Solo had some adventures. And uh, did you happen to see this image that Ron Howard tweeted out? Yeah, it looks like he's going on adventures with Wesley Crusher. (laughs) Yeah, it does, kind of. (laughs) Uh, We've got to see some costumes there in a closet. Uh, And I just recommend going to Ron Howard's Twitter and taking a look for yourself. I mean, there's not really much we can say about it, but it, it, it is cool that it has that retro style 70s look but yet mm-hmm. sci-fi but yeah it does look like Wesley Crusher's uh, sweatshirt there <laughs> was in the collection so which I hadn't thought of until uh, until Jedi Schwab posted it when when I had posted it onto a Neverland thing and he had commented uh, Jedi Schwab from Techno Retro Dads so make sure you're checking that show out he's the one who says like yeah it looks like Wesley Crusher's wardrobe and then I looked at it and I was like oh my gosh it does <laughs> so wow that's funny as heck so now if it comes to a point where Han Solo wears that outfit, I'm going to end up laughing uncontrollably in the theater and making a <laughs> fool of myself. Well, to be honest, I actually see uh, see more of um, uh, Lando wearing flashy and outlandish <laughs> colors. Yeah, I, I bet that's going to be. I think that I think so. Uh, I do have another piece of audio, though, I want to share real quick because we did not get any new teasers or anything for Star Wars The Last Jedi. But at D23, and they've shared this online, they have a nice behind the scenes video, and uh, the audio I thought was really good. So uh, I'm going to share that right here. Everybody, start! Three, two, one! Action! Episode 8. Gosh. The first film didn't even have a number. Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh my god. 
even though I think I know it all, they throw things at me story-wise I never could have imagined. And even though everybody knows that it's the second in a trilogy, it feels like its own thing. Star Wars is so cool because there's all these creatures and all these amazing visual effects. But all the characters are also so complex. Ryan needs to work on his walkie sounds. <laughs> Ridiculous. New director can't even just learn a walkie sound. It feels like the storylines are becoming more established. We're really getting to know these new characters also with the characters that we know and love we're seeing their lives change everything is being shifted in an opposite way to what the audience expected after seven ryan's made star wars fresh and new Hoping it'll be a little shocking, but I'm hoping it'll feel real and honest. It's our most ancient story of good against evil, told in the most fascinating way, but it has a real spiritual depth to it. It's about family, and that's what's so powerful about it. bits of teasers that I have only heard about and I have not at this time found anywhere released by Pixar or Disney or Marvel in an Incredibles 2 teaser where you got a little bit of a scene and uh, it's funny because the two guys I was hearing talking about they said oh it's like immediately after the, the first movie and I'm like no because immediately after would be fighting the Underminer but what they described the scene is Mr. Incredible or Bob Parr is taking a nap on the couch Jack Jack goes by goes outside and gets in a fight with a raccoon that's getting into their trash and it seems the theme of Incredibles 2 will be as I kind of hoped it would be Jack Jack's developing powers and mm-hmm. the family dealing with, and apparently the part of the fun is that the family, to this point, Jack Jack's been hiding his powers and he's been using them when the family hasn't seen, which makes me. I did kind of wonder. So, well, what about when he was uh, dealing with syndrome? But I guess, well, maybe nobody could see because he was up well, in the yeah. sky. So, yeah, and he was yeah. up so high they couldn't see what was going on. In fact, they even said, "I can't see what's happening." Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> uh, that sounds fantastic. But the, the only video I saw, there's this neat little tribute, and, it, and it's cute, but it's not really worth sharing. Uh, but they had a whole, like, tribute to Edna Mode, as if she, you know, she's supposed to have her career of making things for supermodels. So they had some models, though, and talk about how they always love to wear Edna Mode's clothes. And, and it was cute, but it wasn't really that interesting. It was disappointing because there was no new footage from Incredibles 2 with this thing. So mm. I watched it, but I'm not going to share it because it would bore you to death. Also, something else that I only heard about, and I have not been able to see, but I'm sure it's coming online very soon. Avengers Infinity War. There was apparently a teaser. The only thing I've seen is this new poster. Did you see the poster? I didn't. I haven't had a chance to. Oh, 
It's basically, uh, and you kind of see Cap's shield, and you see the Infinity Gauntlet kind of on it like it's crushing Cap's shield, you know? Ooh. Oh, very Ooh. scary. Oh, no. Wow. And I, I have seen some images. There's like a statue that's been on D23 of Thanos where you get to see a full-scale Thanos. And mm-hmm. the water. Oh, he looks amazing. Oh, I can't wait. But I figure this has got to be coming by next summer sometime. I think that's the plan. Uh, I, I think there was supposed to be uh, some updated Marvel schedule. I mean, because we got a lot of stuff coming. Black Panther's coming, and of course, Infinity War, and Thor Ragnarok's coming in November. Uh, it's a fanboy's dream. Mm-hmm. But yet I, I know nothing more than that. Something else I know nothing more. Did you get to see some of these images? And I think I did. Uh, let me pop it up on my screen so you can maybe see this. Uh, but Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Got to see a picture of Tim Burton and the caboose of Casey Jr. as he is working on this new Dumbo film. And I have heard, yes, there's people very, very excited about this. And because, you know, they love Dumbo and they love Tim Burton. And uh, I'm like, I'm still, I, I'm still skeptical. I love well, Dumbo. but mm-hmm. I, And Tim Burton says that it was his favorite movie when he was a kid. So maybe he's going to do something good. But I just remember all the scary clown stuff that Tim Burton has previously done in some of his previous films. And I don't want scary clowns running around in a Dumbo movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what I can tell you is, you know, certainly based upon the picture, that is a very Tim Burton-esque Casey Jr. Yes, it looks very, very run down. And- it's, yeah, it's distressed. It's old. It's, it's certainly... You know, towards the end of its life. Yeah, which it's kind of nice that it, it has a lived-in quality, like it's been doing this circus for a long time. But I liked the shiny new feel of the film as well. It was where mm-hmm. the circus was this bright, shining spectacle of fun. Uh, and it seems like if we're going to get to this dark, gloomy, overly used world, I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to sit through it. I don't know. Well, we do know that uh, some Tim Burton uh, mainstays are definitely involved with this film. Uh, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, and uh, Ava Green are all in this. Well, that, that could be cool. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if they're, they're... I mean, I can see Michael Keaton would be kind of fun to play the ringmaster, if that's what he's mm-hmm. doing. Or even I Danny DeVito because, would be fun as the ringmaster. You know, the, but the first name you know, that they provided with this is Colin Farrell. Huh. So, you know, certainly a, a number of people to choose from. Yeah. So it'll and be I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will be playing voice characters. Oh, definitely could be. And I wonder how they're going to handle the crows, because some people are all offended by the crows. But I, I think maybe if you, if you modernize them to, like, uh, you know, and had, had them played by African-American actors, I think that people will... will be quiet and enjoy the characters for who they are because I love the characters the way they're presented in the original Dumbo and I don't think they're offensive at all uh, I, I think they're rich you know very much the behavior of their times and they're very cool characters I don't know who voiced them of what 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 racial profile you'd give to the actors you know I don't know but I think they did a great job I think they're wonderful characters they're very entertaining and they're a big help they're the one that give Timothy the magic feather those those exactly. are cool characters I like them and I know some some people like I said they have complaints on those uh, so I don't know how they're going to handle them in the live action if they'll present them in the same style I hope they do because I think that's important and that's mm-hmm. heck man get Donald Glover back in because I'm starting to really enjoy Donald Glover <laughs> he does <laughs> he does such great and comedic character like get him to play the lead crow I think and you'll be on and heck I don't even care if you get Idris Elba even with his British accent because I'm starting to really enjoy him too you know mm-hmm. it's like get some black actors and I think everybody would be happy and I think it'll be great 
So, but I'm still I'm gonna hold withhold judgment and withhold any confidence until I get to see a teaser. Because I, I, Tim Burton sometimes when he, when he is really on his game, he can knock it out of the park. There's mm-hmm. other times he makes a movie, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the, that's just too much Tim Burton for me. Well, I, I think we'll be waiting a while for a teaser because this film is not scheduled to be released until March 29th of 2019. Right before the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, when a lot of this new stuff is actually going to be coming in, like the Neutron ride is going to be coming in 2020, right before mm-hmm. the 50th anniversary. So mm-hmm. that's you know, that's pretty good timing. A lot of exciting things coming, kind of wham, 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 right all together there. Mm-hmm. Including this, uh, I'm going to say in quotes, air quotes, live action Lion King movie, when we know it's going to be just as animated as the, as the Jungle Book, which is not a bad thing, because the Jungle Book looked fantastic, and I really enjoyed it. And to yeah. have the same director working on it, and uh, I guess they showed a, 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 a quick teaser or clip of this uh, Lion King film there at D23, and people have said it looked really cool. And they showed a little bit of all the animals to get, gathered together as uh, Rafiki is lifting Simba into the air. Which uh, let's see, did I see actually that Simba was being voiced actually by Donald Glover? Speaking of which, yeah, 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 and uh, a lot of a lot of all sarcasm coming into this. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know that's, oh, that one's true. It's directed by John Favreau. That's who, the guy's uh, name. <laughs> yeah, who did Jungle Book as well, and so yeah, and Iron Man. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of thinking this could be really excellent. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to enjoy this. So mm-hmm. one thing that I'm kind of I want to see how it plays out. I think he's he might have the charisma, but he might I don't know Will Smith. Sometimes he's a great actor, and sometimes Will Smith is being Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But he's he's been cast as the genie in the upcoming Aladdin live-action movie. There was also other bits of casting that I saw. Uh, we have Mina Musud, I don't know, or Masud. I'm not sure how, if I'm saying that right. But he's playing Aladdin. Uh, also, we got it. Oh, I lost it. My page moved on me. Uh, we've got a name for who is playing Jasmine. There we go. Naomi Scott. Naomi. Which, mm-hmm. That sounds familiar to me. I'm going to look her up real quick because I think I've heard of her. Well, while you're looking that up, you know, there there really is no way that they could ever replace Robin Williams. No kidding. But uh, for, uh, for for this type of role, you are going to need someone who knows how to play it larger than life. Yeah, and he certainly does. He certainly does. So it'll be interesting to see how Will Smith does with a role like this. Uh, oh, well, uh, looking at this actress, wow, she does look like Jasmine when you get a good look at her. Uh, she's a British actress, which I think, you know, to fit with the way they, uh, um, actually she played the, uh, the Kimberly, the Pink Ranger in the 2017 Power Ranger movie. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, if, if she uses her British accent, I think it will fit sort of the style that they did with the film a little bit. Although mm-hmm. I would like to see some Middle Eastern accents going on. And I also am getting to see a picture of Mina... Masood, I'm not sure how to say it. I could see him playing Aladdin, getting a look at him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they really do look the part. Uh, it's Will Smith. I got to see what he brings to the character of the genie because, I mean, he's got a lot to live up to. Well, you know, it could be worse. It could be Shaq. <laughs> oh, 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 that hurt. That hurt. <laughs> or as many people believe, it could be Sinbad as well, so... Actually, I could I could kind of see that. There were some people I think had gone through my head that I thought would make excellent uh, people to play the genie, and I, now I can't think of any of them for the life of me. But uh, you know, definitely, if if you want to keep it comedic, you want to keep it uh, lighthearted, 
I don't think you could go much worse, uh, or you could you could do much worse than Will Smith. Yeah, you could definitely do worse. I want to see what he brings to the character because I mean he's got he's got the charisma. Well, I, and I would also say, although he would probably be pretty good, at least it's not The Rock. But then again, The Rock might be awesome as the genie. <laughs> Which is possible. <laughs> yeah, I'd actually kind of like to see that now because he would he would be a lot of fun. Uh, but I'm I'm willing to see what Will Smith can do. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that he can make it. I mean, okay, I mean, he's got the charm and the charisma, but I just I don't know. I can't see him in my head as the genie. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. It's you know, we'll it's see. coming. It's coming. We'll have a look later. Uh, all right, I think we're getting nearly to the end of our list. Finally, yeah. uh, yes. Okay, so there was. Uh, where did, I've got an article from Vanity Fair about some stuff coming with Disney Animation. Because uh, Disney chief Alan Horn and Disney Animation guru John Lasseter took the stage for two hours to talk about some stuff coming from Pixar, Disney Animation, and Disney Toon. And there's actually something called Space Come from Disney Toon. Now, you're going to be familiar. Uh, they're the original group that used to do those direct-to-video sequels. They have done Planes and then Planes Fire and Rescue, which I didn't see Fire and Rescue, but the first Planes, I, I actually liked it. And it appears that Space is going to be in that car's world. Except for going into space. Mm-hmm. That's all we know of. And it's slated to come out April 12th of 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, they've also uh, provided some more information about the new 21-minute short, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, which, of course, follows our favorite snowman from Frozen. Um, this is going to be uh, shown just before Coco. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Which is probably uh, the only reason I'm going to worry about seeing Olaf's Frozen <laughs> Adventure because I, I, although I still love Olaf, so I'm probably still going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I do know that they uh, are going to have four new songs within this 21 minute short. Which that that's pretty much most of your your 21 minute short, I think. But they can <laughs> be really about. short songs. But apparently, Josh Gad came out on stage and sung one of the songs called That Time of Year. And the songwriters mm-hmm. are Alyssa Samsel and Kate Anderson, which uh, I am not familiar with those two. No, neither am I. <laughs> but we, we will find out, uh, you know, how that goes along. But apparently there was also a little talk about Frozen 2, which I don't find anything mentioned here on this, this article from Variety, other than we know it's coming. Well, you know, it could be titled Froyo, Frozen Dinners, Frozen Assets. Yeah, and Thawed. Thawed. <laughs> yeah, apparently they uh, put some title options on screen there at D23, to, to, for those of you who do not get the joke of that. <sighs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you, though, there is one sequel that I am definitely looking forward to, especially after this news. Yeah, but the problem is, is when this happens, we won't be able to publish this podcast because Ralph is going to break the internet. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, this is going to be good. Yes, yes, and uh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Voiced by Tarichi P. Henson. Yes, a brand new character named Yes. uh, With three S's. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it's not just Yes, it's Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently this character helps set viral trends, uh, which is why Ralph and Vanellope are reaching out to her. 
Now, one of the interesting things is they describe a scene. Now, I, I do want to kind of preface this. Uh, when I was able to go to Denver Comic-Con a couple of weeks ago, I got to meet a Disney artist by the name of Amy Meberson. I don't know if you've heard of her before, but you may have seen her work. She does a uh, weekly... Uh, drawing called Pocket Princesses, which shows all of the princesses interacting with each other. And we had a little conversation about that, about just how, you know, you've got all of these different unique personalities bouncing off of each other. Now, with that in mind, Vanellope comes across the Disney princesses. Yeah, because apparently Yes is going to take them to OhMyDisney.com. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to see Disney princesses online, that's the best place to go. Mm-hmm. So, Disney princesses being guarded by stormtroopers, and Vanellope decides <laughs> to mess with them. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! This so this is going to be Disney taking an opportunity to kind of have a little fun with themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. And I the think way so. that, like, the first one kind of had some fun with some uh, some classic arcade and video game characters. Now we're going to have some Disney princesses and stormtroopers <laughs> getting a little silly. This this could completely work and be hilarious, or it could be uh, disastrous. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know what really excites me is that it, it's not just showing off the princesses. They announced the voice actresses. Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah, Rapunzel. Mandy Moore is back. Linda Larkin, who was Jasmine. Is back. Aoi Cravalho, Moana. Kelly McDonald, who is who's Merida. Anika Noni Rose, who is Tiana. Jody Benson, Ariel. Yay. Irene Bedard, who is Pocahontas. And Paige O'Hara, who is Belle. They're all going to be reprising their roles for this. Uh, which I'm, I'm hoping this isn't the, the entire movie, but just a really comedic, funny scene to throw yeah, in. Just a, yeah, a short five-minute little bit. You uh, know, and did you see who the other voice actor was that uh, they announced as well? Uh, I think I mentioned it's like the voice of Yes, a Taraji P. Henson. Well, well, they're also going to have Anthony Daniels. Because <gasps> C-3PO's probably got to make an appearance somewhere then. Exactly. I didn't see this in this Variety article. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. So, yes, definitely. Y'all, y- y- oh. If you're going to have Star Wars, okay, fine, have some Stormtroopers. But let's get some of the other characters as well. We I have a voice. I, I, I want to see some sp- some Marvel characters. If they're breaking into a Disney, just Disney characters, and they're going to use Star Wars and princesses, I, I want to see some Marvel characters too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, even even if they go to pure animated form and just bring in Hero and Baymax, I want to see it. I hope it's in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Because speaking of which, and I don't think we managed to mention this, we did get to see the Not opening yet. of Big Hero Six for the Big Hero Six series. The opening is out on YouTube, and it looks really cool. And actually, the animation looks a little bit better than what I've been seeing of the Flash animation for some other series that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So I, I of course, I was excited about it before, but this looks a lot of fun. Yes. So I am excited. I don't know when it's coming, though. I, I, I don't think it is, there was any sort of mention when I looked at that video. Let me go back to that video again here. Because uh, it's uh, if you go to Disney Television Animation News Channel on YouTube, that's where we saw this. Uh, but I, I don't see anything that tells me when this is going to happen. I think it might be coming this fall. Mm-hmm. I, I think so as well. 
But you know what? You know what grabbed me when I saw this? I saw Baymax doing the Batusi. <laughs> Which I didn't quite spot. I'm going to have to watch it again. But Eric saw that. I was like, oh my gosh, Baymax is doing the Batusi. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Which is hilarious. And for the, if you're not familiar with the Batusi, uh, it became famous from the 60s Batman series. And it's this goofy dance where they even use it in Pulp Fiction where you take the two eyes across your eyes or your two fingers across your eyes, you know, back and forth. That is the Batusi. There's also mm-hmm. some other kind of weird maneuvers where he does like he's putting on his gloves, you know. <laughs> and then he jumps and dances. It's yes. that episode. <laughs> yes. It is a hilarious scene. And, oh, my gosh, if Baymax does the entire thing, I'm going to die and laugh. <laughs> oh, but we got we to gotta keep moving, and uh, we got a quick visit we need to make to the trailer park. All right, y'all. One more time. It don't matter what you look like. It don't nobody going to sing with me. Okay. The Neverland Trailer Park. What if we are here for a reason? What if we are a part of something truly divine? Imagine 91 billion light years traveled like that. Sweet dreams are made of this. Your father has accomplished something extraordinary. Also dangerous. He's trapped by a darkness that's actively spreading throughout the universe. And the only one who can stop it is you. Be a warrior. I'll try. going to be tested every step of the way. Trust nothing. Darling, time for dinner. Are you lost? The only thing faster than light... So what you just heard was the, I I don't know if that was a full trailer or a teaser, but A Wrinkle in Time. Did you ever read that book? The Wrinkle in Time was Mm -hmm. one of my favorite books growing up. So I read it, I devoured it, and I kind of forgot all about the early 2000s made-for-TV movie, which we shall not speak of again. Yeah, I heard rumors that they did it, but I was I was told not to watch it. Although I almost did, because I never got to read the book, but I heard it was good. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, the, the book is absolutely fantastic. It follows this girl named Meg and her brother Charles as they really go across time and space to rescue their father with the help of three witches. Ooh, scary. Mrs. Who, Mrs. Where, and Mrs. What's It. <laughs> Very Wizard of Oz kind of sounding, actually. Very much so. And these three witches lead Meg and Charles uh, to, you know, fight against, you know, this ultimate evil that's captured their father. And it's it's all about science and, you know, 
really overcoming the obstacles that you have in front of you. It's a fantastic story that you know, which is expanded through several other novels by Madeline really? Langle. And uh, you know, it's an absolutely terrific and wonderful book and to see it treated this way is is absolutely amazing we've got you know our witches are played by oprah winfrey reese witherspoon and mindy kaling uh we've got chris pine as the children's father um you know really a great cast behind this as well so the the visuals were absolutely amazing yeah i love the colors and and you know when they get to that world and all of the children are bouncing their balls in sync and all the mothers come out in sync it's just absolutely crazy and wow ooh. now did disney get set up to where they're going to make uh the series then if there's a series of books uh i honestly don't know if they have any plans after this movie because, you know, movie studios do look for something they can franchise. So I, I have a feeling if this does well, we might be able to see the rest of these books. So, like, I'm still waiting for the Chronicles of Perdain. I'm hearing that that's coming as well. I love mm-hmm. those books. So I'm looking forward to that coming around as well. But this looks excellent. I am. I was kind of like, oh, we're killing time. That might be good. Now that I've seen mm-hmm. a trailer, I'm like, oh, I got to see this. This looks cool. Yep. So, yeah, the trailer definitely did its job. I am officially excited. Mm-hmm. But I think we better wrap this thing up. <laughs> All right. Well, that thank was, you so much for talking about D23. And, you know, there's still information out there that we haven't even touched yet. Yeah, because we recorded on Saturday night. And who knows what's going to get announced on Sunday. But most of the big stuff gets announced on Saturday. That's when you had your animation panels and your Disney Parks panel. So, I mean, this is this is the main stuff I think we were going to be worried about, but we may get completely wound and hear something tomorrow that we're just going to suddenly have to go, oh my gosh! But as for me, I'm going to be sitting there waiting for the BBC America to announce the next Doctor, which... Uh, if you hear it right now, then uh, I got it. But if you don't hear it right now, you're going to hear us uh, saying goodbye. So either the next Doctor announced or a goodbye. I don't know what's going to happen yet because I haven't got a TARDIS to go to the future. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. All right. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. 
Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true. Neverland Podcast, we love you. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.